0: Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Tom, Tom. Tom, Tom, where you been at, man? All over the world,
1: everywhere but here, apparently. Yeah, I see, man. It's been, what, a couple weeks? I ain't seen you I, in so I long, I thought bro. it was
0: just last week. I was here the week before, I believe. I don't remember,
1: though. I don't know no, man. It's, it's
0: all a blur. True. The past two weeks are a blur.
1: True. What's going on, man? What's new? What's popping? What's shaking? What's um, going on in TomTom land? What's up at the Tommy Pickles and his adventures? What are Rugrats doing? What y'all up to? Um,
0: I'm trying to think right now. We have... Uh, I've said there's some events this weekend. Okay. Art of Adulting, the homies at Art of Adulting are doing something. Nice. Um, the homies at Grown Folk Biz are doing something. Nice. Um, there's a Throwing Shade this week. What's that? Throwing Shade is at um, Capo Deli on U Street. Okay. And uh, have you ever been to Chicken and Whiskey? Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of the same vibe as I, so I used
1: th- to do, uh, I have used to have a residency over at Capo. Okay. Yeah, it's like a back bar speakeasy situation. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which I got going on over there?
0: No, I I was just mentioning the things that I might attend this weekend. Oh. I, I don't think I, I don't think there's too much co- Oh, I take that back. We're having a Brothers and Threads at the at, the, at Trezzo.
1: Is that Oh wait, are y'all back open in the original spot?
0: Which original? What? Like we always had the room when whenever we were doing lime. Yeah. Lime was where we were adding an additional room to what we already have. So okay. the regular room is always open. Gotcha. So Brothers and Threads is literally as simple as it sounds. A whole bunch of brothers and ha- that are... Um, interested in threads. Interested in threads. So yeah. that's vintage folks, brothers that's designers, just black, white, whatever. We're all just coming together talking about clothes. Mm. And really the purpose of it is to create community. So like... You know, sometimes as a designer, you know, let's say Nick from Ten is good at scarves, and this guy over here is good at suits. Right. You know, maybe that turns into a pocket square or something like that. Okay. It's the sharing of resources, sharing of information, and just camaraderie. Okay. Right? That's what it's about for us. Brothers and threads.
1: Brothers and threads. What's going on at Capodelli? I forgot the name. You know, throwing I mean shapes. Matthias throwing. and them.
0: Well, actually, one of our uh, our uh, neighbors here in the, in, in uh, doing full service. Oh reading. yeah. Uh, neighbor is not the right word, but you know what I mean.
1: Uh, broadcast mate. Broadcast <laughs> mate. Broadcast mate. Matthias. Okay. All right. Cool. So I take it you're not coming to the, you're not coming to the all host exclusive platinum VIP service happy hour here at the line hotel. Well, you you day. put a lot on that, but uh, I got to, you know what I'm saying? People, they can't experience, so I got to make them jealous.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't think I'll be attending that life, life in, uh. Life and life calls, so uh, what, what's I got to handle some business. You about to have a baby time time? Uh, you no. got that
1: glow on you right now. I have a I'm glow thinking. on You got on a glow on I don't know if you moisturize or.
0: That, I, I suppose it would just be moisturization. It be what now? <laughs> moisturization.
1: <laughs> okay. Is that a word? <laughs> I don't think that's a word. Hey, hey. That's I'll a check
0: a dictionary.com.
1: Moisturization. That's, that's a Tom-Tom word if it's not uh, a word. Well, you know what, time tom I appreciate that. And
0: every man. so often, you know, us Africans, Ghanaians in particular, just might yeah. make up a whole new word. mm I want to talk to well, you. Well, we about speak something. really oh, proper God. English, so it sounds like it might be a word. Moisturization sounds like it might be a word. No, it don't. Okay, maybe it doesn't. It's okay. I'm really just trying to sell. But you know
1: what, though, I will agree that your reput- uh, your reputation for a strong vocabulary is is sound. I'll give okay. you that. Yours is too. You know, I try, man. I stutter a lot, but it's okay. You
0: have a very strong vernacular.
1: Strong vernacular. I got, I got something for you. I got something spicy for you. All right. Let, spicy let off the press. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to give, because it might, it might not be too late. But you and I, we had a, um, a particular venue in common, if you, can, if you remember what venue I'm talking about. It's not too far from the Lion Hotel, if you catch my drift. You know what Vinny you're talking about? The one we walked to? Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm not going to say their name because it gets a little spicy. So I just, I wanted to share this, this spicy news hot off the press. Cause you know.
0: Are you going to mention their name eventually?
1: No, I, I'll tell you off the air. I don't know if it's appropriate to say, you know, you we got to be about careful. can talk about it, just not mention that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about it, but I'm not going to talk about the name. Right. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, there is a creative space industry in DC. Right. Tom and I and Matt we are all in the same circle in which we activate spaces for uh, the different benefit events. of our like community different events exposure of artists yada 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 I think it's all positive stuff right so <clears throat> uh me and Tom Tom have a place in, in common and I think I think this example goes to to show it's kind of like a micro microcosm of the bigger event conversation in d c but anyway um Just a quick update. You know, we got put out of the old space, the old space for Urbane, right? Right, right, The exact quote was, we're afraid of your success. Yeah, that's an ugly. uh... Like what? I mean, I get it. It's a black thing, but I get it kind of like I wasn't doing things, you know, all the way legal per se. So I guess I brought the amount of attention that I brought to the place who also doesn't have the required permits to, to hold set. I feel, uh, I feel like you're talking too much. on I mean, yeah, Maybe, maybe. But I'm not giving out no names. I don't know if people have put two and two together. Anyway, so there's this new spot, right? So we got to put out the old spot. I've been shopping for a new spot. This new spot, you and I, we have in common, right? Okay. So I do a walkthrough with a guy. Okay. And the guy's like, oh, whoop-de-whoop, bam bam Here's the spot.
0: You already have more success with that place than I do. Yeah, by that, by that okay. action alone. I'm, I'm,
1: about to, I'm, about, I'm saving you right now, Tom. Tom, I'm going to like spoil the end of the story. I'm saving you from something. So get the walkthrough from a guy. The guy tells me, like I just said, whoop, whoop, bam, to bam. Here's what we can do. The first offer he offers to me is a partnership. He's like, bam, you can use the space. We believe in the event. We'll do a 50-50 revenue split. Sounds like a good thing for like, a producer. You give me the space, you help me market. He's even gonna cover some of the expenses. I'm like, all right, I could do fifty fifty, right? Okay. And there's a bar and I could bring in vendors and I can sell merchandise. So there's plenty of other ways to make different streams of revenue. And I think it's gonna be a highly attended event, right? Right. So that's the first offer, right? Gets on the phone, about three days later he's like, Hey, I've been talking to some of the partners. We actually just gonna charge you a rental fee. I'm like, okay, I could deal with the rental fee. Rental fee is, I could say it, it's a grand. Rental fee is a grand. I'm like, okay, let me talk to my investors. Let me talk to my people. Some of the people putting up the money for the event. Let me move some numbers around on the budget. See if I can find a grand. I found a grand, Tom Tom. And you know that's not an easy thing to do. I right. found a thousand dollars.
0: That's not an easy thing to do.
1: Right. And without sacrificing too much of my programming, I was able to find a thousand dollars. Right. Nicely done. And so, I appreciate that, man. Uh, and so... Do the pitch. Everything's good. I get another call three days later. The dude's like, man, I'm really bummed that you got to pay this $1,000 rental fee. Oh, before I go, and, and to, to where, define- where are, you, where are you going? I'm going. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> define, if you pay a rental fee for an event, what does that mean? I paid the fee to use the space. And I, just, I just, basically, you unlock the door. I walk in. I do what I got to do. and You come back and you lock the door. Correct. Right? It shouldn't be no... Extra nothing. Nah, I paid a rental space. There should be nothing else. A rental fee should be nothing else, right? So the dude hits you back three days later. He's like, man, I'm really bummed that you got to pay this $1,000 rental fee. That sounds
0: like it's working in your favor so far. Okay,
1: here's where it gets tricky, though. He's like, so I'm going to take the initiative, and I'm going to call the owners and see if we can reduce the rental fee. That's red flag number one. I'll get back to it. So I'm like... red flag? Yeah. I'm like... Okay,
0: I'm on the edge of my seat in this story. Interesting.
1: You're gonna you're gonna call the owners again. That's a red flag. You're going. You are going to call the owners and see if you can negotiate a lower rental fee. So I'm like, okay. So then he begins to lay out more of the deal for the uh, venue fee. agreement, right? Okay. For just the venue agreement, because I'm waiting on him to sign a venue agreement, send it back to me so I can send out details to everybody so I'm not looking like a dumbass in an event that don't happen in the space that I don't fuck with, right? So I'm waiting for him to give me the green light so I can go. Somebody behind me? No. All right. All right. So uh, he sends me the agreement, right? And we're reading through. And then in the agreement, it says, okay, I'll pay a $1,000 rental fee. It shows you how I'm going to break down the rental fee. And then it says there's something called a pack fee. And I'm like, what the fuck is a pack fee? And the pack fee is an additional $1,500 on top of the rental fee. And so I'm on the phone with my man, and I'm like, yo, can you walk me through what this $1,500 for? Because it didn't have no explanation, it have nothing on it. It was like, $1,500. And who is Pac? Huh? And who is Pac, right? Uh oh, I shouldn't have get the name out, my bad. And who is uh, Perk or whatever? The, well, it's too late. I said the name. Who is Pac? Pac is an actual group. So it turns out, time, time. There you go, talking too much. Again. I am this individual. They don't own the space. They don't even lease the space. They program the space, right? And so the dude told me, "Yeah, it's fifteen dollars on fifteen hundred dollars on top because I tried to negotiate the rental fee down, and that in our book constitutes event production consultation." Uh, brand engineering all this other shit that he was talking about right and I'm like okay
0: that sounds like a jug and a finesse all right. in so, one I'm thing. Like, so
1: I'm like I'm talking to my man and I'm flabbergasted. I'm like I'm like yo this is what I need you to tell me right now. I need you to say these words out of your mouth. I need you to say BMO if you pay me a thousand dollars I'll open the door let you in and I'll come back and lock it up later. I need you to say that he was like well <laughs> The production fee that we've already negotiated is automatic. So in order for me to open the door for you, $2,500. Huh. So we went from a, 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 partnership. a partnership in which they offered these services to help mitigate their side of the partnership to them charging me for those same things in addition to a rental fee, in addition to whatever they're their little punk ass fee is right. So I'm sitting, this happened, this happened last night. And you know I'm having real bad luck with with venues right now. I've been put out, kicked out, denied, knowed, whatever. It's, it's just part of the game. So I'm sitting in my quiet time last night. Ladies uh sound asleep. I'm enjoying a Southeast breakfast. about two o'clock yes in sir. the morning. And I'm like, what? What the what the hell just happened? How did I get here? It's the same thing that happened at the other place. They saw, and maybe I'm just thinking about it very arrogantly, they saw that the event I was going to have was going to be very successful. And so instead of just taking a thousand dollar fee, which to me was already too much. I ain't never paid a rental fee in my life ever. <laughs> Not one time ever. They should have just took the thousand dollars and shut up. But the dude tried to put more and more and more and more charges on me because I felt like he saw there was an opportunity for them to make money and for them to make money soundly off of me. But to the defense, and I think this brings out like a larger point that maybe we could talk about, to the defense, he was saying the rent for that place over there has like tripled in the last month. And so the owner of the building, not the people who are leasing out the spaces, the owner of the building is scrambling, looking for money. And these individual people don't own anything within the building. They just manage the space at the space. Right. Right. Yeah, I just wanted to share that with you, man. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy, man. That's that's unfortunate. And they really thought I was my name was Mace, and I didn't read the contract, and it's going to catch me slipping. Or they think your name is Moneybags. Or uh, Kalise. Kalise, You didn't see the I uh, Like how she got robbed? Oh, Siri just said, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, and Mace and Kalise. And you talking about money back? Oh, it's, why is this, who am I calling? Anyway, yeah. Siri be listening curious. too much. That's why I don't yeah, like Siri. She I don't know bang with But anyway, she man. She's trying
0: to interrupt the podcast.
1: Before we get too off or too deep into the situation, we want to welcome y'all to the Over the Shoulder podcast. Over the Shoulder. This is your chance to eavesdrop on two creators if we navigate the creative scene, the ups, the downs, the bullshit, and the fuckery, as we can see. Right. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I am your host, BMO Brown. To my left, I have my wonderful other host. Tom Tom, what's up to the people, baby? Yo, 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 how y'all doing? As always, we're coming to you live from the lobby of the Line Hotel, right here on Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. With the producer Extraordinaire, Miss Alexi in the booth. Hey girl. Hi. Hey. How you doing?
0: I'm good. When I saw you come in with that hat, it really did something. What you mean? I loved
1: it. Oh yeah, I felt like I looked like an urban cowboy. Yeah. A urban <laughs> cowboy, You're like I came in here to. You, you definitely
0: in. giving us that those vibes, full with the full on bean boots and everything. Got the
1: bean boots, man. I had somebody uh, hit me on Instagram saying that bean boots for old white women. I didn't know that. Did you know that?
0: Uh, no, I definitely have had some in the
1: past few years. You are not an old white woman? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, in fact the exact opposite. No. <laughs> <laughs> That was an old black man joke right there. I there appreciate that, man. Uh, let's get to the word of the day. It's time for the word of the day. Today. The day Alexa, the day. you got us with the word of the day? Because you know I don't got the app. So philippic. Oh, what? Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I am now. <laughs> One more time. Philippic. 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 Any speech or discourse
0: of bitter denunciation.
1: And that's what I just did? Yeah, that was a Philippic right uh, I just had right a Philippic there. speak just now against this mystery corporation. Mystery. 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 Man. Oh, I did, uh, I did just go a little deep. But if it's just the two of us today, Tom. Tom, yeah, you got anything so just, particularly just, on your heart that you want to?
0: Um, I don't want to go too much into my personal life. But let's just say uh, life nearly slowed me down. And that's why I didn't, att- it didn't come last week.
1: Wow, well, I'm confused. How does life slow you down? I thought
0: life was life. I understand, oh, but if boy. you don't pay attention to certain things in your life, it will
1: slow you down by force. You want to give us a, you want to give us a bland overview with no names. You want to give us a, uh, what was the name of that book in The Best Man?
0: Oh. Let's just say, without saying too much, that I had a personal tragedy. Okay.
1: Oh no. Oh no.
0: Oh no. Yeah. I'm mean, just leave it at that. I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't. I don't really discuss my business with no, people outside.
1: So, how does that affect your work, though? Because this is a creative podcast. Um. So, depends on
0: how you pour into your work, in a sense. So, I mean, I, a lot of times, as a creative, you're creating out of thin air, in a sense. So. At times, that means you may be pouring from an empty pot, empty cup, whatever word you want to use. Mm. And, you know, sometimes you kind of use the the uh, amalgamation. Is that the right word? The collection of different okay, things I'll that go on that. around you. I'll, I'll take that, yeah. And, and use that as your fuel. So... You know, maybe a relationship helps you, you know, get up in the morning. You know, the things that you're doing mm-hmm. will add to it. Mm-hmm. The team or a support system you have around you will feel you. Mm-hmm. Like those sort of things. And um, I done forgot what I was saying,
1: but. You were saying, like, in how, you're not disposing what, disclosing what the situation is, but it does seem like you've lost one of those things that you just described. Almost lost. Almost lost one Almost of these lost. things that you just described. And so now it seems like you're trying to navigate how do you, if you use. Put it back together in yeah. a sense. Yeah. If you use substance or person or relationship X to fill void X. Right. When person X goes, you still got to fill that void. Right. You just got to redistribute.
0: The energy. Yeah. Some. I mean, for me, it's, it, it's, a, it's a different thing. So, like, let's say, I don't know. When I was living back home with my parents Let's say something happens there mm-hmm. Or a relationship happens there You know, most of the time I'm going to work To get my mind off those things Yeah, And then, you know, do, be doing something productive Yeah um, And then, you know, depending on what or where The the, the, the problem lies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're maybe, maybe the creativity is to escape Or maybe you need to escape from the Social media and the creativity for a minute The facts so it, it kind of, it, it all depends. And, and like I, like we're saying, that's how you, though the collection of things is how you navigate it all. Maybe one thing helps you deal with the other. Maybe transparency and talking, it helps you deal mm-hmm. with another. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, you just, you just got to reevaluate, put yourself yeah. back together and, and keep it moving.
1: Those are the times where I find to be, where I find myself to be, uh, the best creative that I am. Okay. Uh, and we had a guest on here. I can't remember who it was. They were talking about creatives sometimes feel this need to, to draw from tragedy. Uh, and when they do draw, draw from tragedy, they actually achieve great things. So does that condition the mind to seek tragedy in order to be great?
0: Right, right, right. I mean, I feel like that all depends on the person and their, like, psychology, for lack of better words. Right. Um, I don't operate like that. Mm. I try and keep things in the exact zone they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, if this is, you know, I, I don't know, maybe in my own circle, somebody's talking some mess about me, I might use that as like, that, like in my head, I might use that as fuel to put fifty on somebody. Right. You see what I'm saying? I got you. Like, let's say somebody's giving out some type of ridicule. Mm-hmm. Instead of me personalizing, I'm be like, oh, that's how you feel. Yeah. All right, Let me put fifty on you. Right. That sort of thing. So. Okay. Um, I don't know, it, it just, it all depends on the person, and I tr- actually truly mean that. Like, the way you handle it might be completely different from me. The way I handle my emotions, yeah, you might not necessarily deal with yours as much. I'm trying to feel every single one and t- kind of take it deep and then push it away. Mm. So, like, use it almost immediately. Right. But, you know, different strokes for different folks. I got you.
1: Let me ask you a completely different question. Though. All right. What's up with uh, the carry out? Is it is it out of the building that's formerly known as Big Chief?
0: It's not out yet. Okay.
1: What's the is there a plan? What's the update?
0: There is none yet. Okay. But, but we we we
1: working on things. I was at the DC Music Summit this past weekend. Oh yeah yeah, I wanted to go to that. I was that. at Could've the DC though. Music Summit, and it's uh, one is always at the Eaton, right at Eaton Eaton the Hotel. Other, the other hotel, yeah, yeah the other. other hotel, the other hotel with their other. Whatever they have over there. yeah. Uh, I I don't even know what to call it. Beautiful space, though. Beautiful. Beautiful space. Anyway, um, DC Music Summit. So the panel that I was actually looking forward to the most, as you could probably tell from the beginning of this podcast, it was a panel of four venue owners. And they were talking about their perspective as it pertains uh, to their position within the D.C. Creative uh, uh, Landscape. Yeah, exactly, right? So there were, Songbird was there. Nice. 930 Club, which means U Street Music Hall, and I can't remember the other one.
0: Arena stage? Uh, Union stage? Union
1: stage. There you go. It was U Street Music Hall, Union stage, 930 Club, Songbird, and then you had newly opened The Pocket, which is. The Pocket? Is the, the Pocket? Spot? Yep. It's a 70-person venue. Next door to Seven Drum City. Shout out to my man Hi- Miles. Seven Drum City is on U Street. Seven Drum City is on Seven Drum City is in Upper, not Upper, but like in Northwest, like close to Noma. Okay, gotcha. the Northwest side of Noma. If you know anything about DC, anyway, dude's been grinding his ass off. Now he just opened up a seventy venue person and 70 ven- 70 person venue goodness and then <clears throat> there's this other dude small wooden box he just opened up a 50 venue 50 person venue as well and the conversation was centered around like i just said what is their role in participating within the uh artist landscape right uh it was very interesting and i appreciated what they said because it it makes me turn off some of the 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 vitriol that i have towards them they said that they feel very strongly about making sure artists and culture in dc uh has enough clout crowd size, engagement, participation to move from venue to venue. Uh, And what often happens, at least from their perspective, what often happens is, say, a band goes to Songbird and they ask, hey, we want to go, we want to do the big room with Songbird, will you let us in? Songbird would be like, no, but you could do the small room. And what usually happens is the band is like, well, we don't want to do the small room, we want to do the big room. And then they end up doing a small room, and only 14 people came to the small room. So they look even crazier if they did something in the 300-person room. room, right? right. So <clears throat> it was interesting uh, uh, just sitting within that conversation and listening to these, these individuals talk about how they support, support artists. So you know I had to get a little spicy, and I had to figure out like, what the hell was really going on. So I asked them if they had that same energy for promoters and producers, because the big chief just closed. And if I can give, I'm not a big personal fan of the Big Chief, but if I could give them uh, flowers after they died, I will say the Big Chief, and I sat down and thought about it, is where about seven to eight promoters and producers put together entertaining packages from artists and collections of talent, including uh, visual arts and auditory arts, to present great projects. The Adobo Party, AV Sessions, The Carry Out, wordplay i can keep going there are so many parties and things that started karaoke right exactly don't get me started tom tom it's just it's uh uh i'm very lives
0: were made in that place
1: exactly so i asked them i was like okay careers you see the success of those things do you feel like you have that same obligation for producers they look me dead in the face and they said no (sighs) <sighs> and here's why, Tom Thomas, on some toxic shit, right? So what they have found is in the city, and we've had this conversation, in the city, they found when they pay producers and promoters to do shows, producers and promoters will take, let's just say it's $1,000. They'll take $1,000, they'll pay $800 to themselves and then spit $200 amongst six artists and then put on the show, have it sell out, it look big, and the artists don't have shit to take home. And they said they've experienced that for the last like, 20, 30 years in D.C., so when a promoter or producer like ourselves walks into a building, it's like, oh, we actually we actually bowed it. Like, we want to put money in the pockets. We want to celebrate the art in the right way. They're looking at us like, we are crazy. Hmm.
0: hmm. But that's when, I don't know. So, like, I'm going to go in my personal bag, right? Go ahead. I personally know some people at Songbird. Yeah. So this is where, I don't know, let's say this is where a personal relationship is very important. Yep. Or, like, you know, let's say you being part of Funk Parade or something. Mm-hmm. That's where that uh, uh, adjacentness is important.
1: Yeah. You're I right. understand.
0: Why, while I understand, like, you know, Urbane or some, something of that nature might be at just the BMO thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the adjacentness of...
1: It's the rub. That's what they call it in wrestling.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, sometimes that's what can work in your favor. Or, you know, like... The the other thing that um, that gets mixed into what you said is like, a lot of times people shoot for. Uh, I don't know the stars when they're kind of supposed to uh, climb the mountain first. So like the the band mm-hmm. analogy that you use for. Yeah. Sometimes it makes sense to use the small room, yeah. grow the small room, and then enter the big room. Yeah. Like they're saying. Yeah. But people. People, you know, I don't know. I've I've made three four hits. And I know that I can pull this many people, so I'm disrespected by the fact that you told me I can't use the big room, when you can create an unplug type of vibe in the small room.
1: You do the same thing. You do, you same, the same exact thing. thing. Yeah.
0: And then when you blow that out the water, yo, I need you to come back with that crowd. Right. But I don't know. Mm. So it, it's just it's just a very interesting it's a very interesting uh, predicament, I, I suppose.
1: Yeah. I don't know who that dude I kind don't know who is. that dude is. That's <laughs> the worst part. <laughs> uh yeah, I just you know, uh long live the big chief. I hope they can I hope I just really, really hope that another spot emerges where people can, you know, get their rocks off. Uh-uh. to uh to a point of that panel, I do agree that um uh, like small venues, without small venues, without small shows, there is no ecosystem, right? Right. So there's right. no there's no system to put artists in, so they can. That's grow why I'm glad them small, smaller
0: area. venues Went mixed in there. Yeah, because we need that.
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We do. And I, you know, I have a I have a new enemy, of course, uh, right next to so far. I'm putting um, what's it called? Uh, oh man, I forgot the name of it though. Hold on, it's called it's an app where you can rent Peer spaces. Peer space, yeah. I'm peer almost space can certain. Eat a dick too. I, I
0: can't. I can't. I don't. I don't really know this. Know this. Yeah. But I'm almost certain. Big Chief about to be peer space. That way.
1: Are you serious?
0: I don't know that for real. That's just my educated guess.
1: I just said there was an enemy. I just said.
0: I just. I knew it. I, I knew that, it. That, that's just what I feel like. I don't. I don't even think. I don't even think Big Chief is actually going anywhere. They're just not doing the producer thing.
1: The, so and then, so why going, was it so, the so last so,
0: night at Big Chief? Like, because that's the last producer thing. Now yeah. I'm almost certain that you're gonna have to rent the whole space. That that's how that's that's how it looks from my end. All right, man. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you really pay attention, people who own that own like five other things. They do. Uh, Big Chief was almost an afterthought. It was. So, and that's like kind of what. Well, in all the people you were mentioning, though a lot of those were producers of color. Yeah. So I'm not going to say what I – I'm not going to – if you can put two and two together, you can kind of no, understand. No, I, got, I got five. I got it. Yeah, exactly. I so. got
1: it. I got it. But, you know, I love talent, uh, which kind of brings us to the next point I want to talk about. But, you know, I feel like producers and promoters are really the catalyst to a whole ecosystem. Uh, and, like, talent and, and venues are kind of the staple to the situation. So speaking of talent, though, there was um, – after the Kobe Bryant death, all the the haze and the, and the tears have dried up. We're able to see some of the the moments that described in the last that uh, last couple of weeks, and what we have seen in the music industry. are so two individuals who are complaining. Two individuals who are uh, pretty uh, notarized. Uh, that's Mason Calice, are complaining about the deals that they signed when they were younger, in terms of production with. Uh, some major some major corporations That being Bad Boy and the Neptunes Respectively uh, So at 4 Mace Mace put out an Instagram post Which is always so appropriate to air out your complaints In a professional way But anyway Mace put out a professional uh, quote Under his Instagram uh, Basically saying that he signed His publishing over to Bad Boy when he was nineteen years old. It was a fifty year term lease. He didn't tr- yeah. He didn't truly read the contract. Uh and he just recently offered uh Diddy two million dollars to buy his publishing. Just so you know, Mason's publishing is an eight million dollar estimate at the moment. So two million dollars is about
0: a dramatic is uh, at
1: least six million six no eight million dollars short. Right. Uh and so on the other side. Uh, with Khalees and the Neptunes, I'm a little less familiar about it, but from what I understand, Khalees is upset with the Neptunes because they signed, a, they signed an agreement uh, that the Neptunes will receive 43% of her uh, royalties, publishing, and all forms of her music from her two albums uh, for 50 years, another 50-year term lease. Uh, and she's upset because she thought she got the raw end of that deal from some people that she thought was friends. So uh, I wanted to take just a quick second to, a- to address those things, especially as being an individual on the executive side of the music industry. There are five points I want to get to. One, mm-hmm. literacy. Two, term limits. Three, trend projection. Four, value propositions. Five, public opinion. Stay tight. Yes, I'm going too deep. Number one, artists have to read, right? I understand that legal jargon can be intimidating, but so was Hamlet, and you got through that shit. Uh, If you're agreeing to get fucked, at least know who's thrusting and the type of foreplay. All right? Artists need to read. I'm tired of seeing these stories where artists didn't read the deal or they trusted somebody who knew the deal, but they never put their eyes and comprehension powers and the power of Google in their hands to actually figure out what they're signing. Number two, I'm very much against uh, extensive term agreements. I was talking to my lady. I think uh, this might be radical, but I think she should only get married 10 years at a time. Call me crazy, but like, don't tell me. Don't promise me forever when you know it ain't going to happen. 50-year term agreement, that's ridiculous. That's two lifetimes. Generational wealth is cool, but Mace might be waiting on residuals from Welcome Back uh, when he's 80 years old trying to get licensing for the new Marib commercial. Number three. The music industry is leaving money on the table because the public has practically abandoned mechanical sales. That missing money is a major way artists make money. Recall, it used to be 25% of every CD that you sold went back to the artists. We don't buy CDs no more time time. Mm. It's way different now when you get .001% of one cent for every stream that you play. But 20 years ago, who saw that shit coming? Now, 20 years later, who's willing to make that sacrifice and and change the bread up? That dude's looking at us. Number four, Quincy Jones said a great song is great music and a great story. If you just, and I hate to say this because there's some talented people out there, if you just sing or you just write or you just produce, you are not entitled to a significant credit of that song. Don't forget the storyteller. Talent is just talent without amplification. That's right. I said it. Hmm. Number five, empathy shouldn't be punished. I don't feel bad for you feeling bad. You should feel bad. At the same time, you should probably shut the fuck up. We can play the if game all day. But if it weren't for institutions, these folks wouldn't even be a story. If it wasn't for bad boy, Mace could not complain about his publishing. If it weren't for the Neptunes, Khalees could not complain about her royalty rate. Hmm. I'm not saying that these institutions are completely innocent because they definitely did some shady shit. Uh but you gotta remember, especially if you're an artist, people are always willing to offer you minimum wage. As an artist, you have to be constantly aware of that, even if it's your friends. True story. Let's be more goes too deep. I done went too deep about four times this episode. I see. But I just had to get it off my chest, man. I think we gotta we got to be a little more transparent, Definitely. especially in the music community. I don't think now in the age of independence, you don't need you don't need need somebody to do your distribution for you. You can do that shit yourself. Right. Right. You can if you want to do trunk to trunk, hand to hands, you can do that. It's still as, it's as effective as it is now as it was then. Uh, and with the Internet and globalization and the, the tearing down of borders culturally and physically, it's no excuse. You ain't lying. People's got to get tight, man. That's it. That's all I got. What you got, man? You got a thought? A question?
0: I, I got a, a tweet that I was about to read, but people keep calling me and all sorts of stuff keep Tim, happening. Tell
1: them stop calling you, Tom. Tom.
0: I, I'm trying. I'm trying.
1: It sounds like you got a job, though.
0: Yeah, it's, it definitely does. So while you were talking about uh, Kalis and Mace, right? Right. You know who you know who Wayno is, don't you? Yeah. You know who Wayno used to manage? No. Davies. Oh, what happened? And oh, what happened? So once Davies so signed his Def Jam deal, which was, uh, I think, a 50-50. I might be mistaken on the actual numbers. But um, which is now like, you know, the independent, like, yo, I've built my following this far. Now you become my partner, not you sign me type of thing. Anyways, so once that deal happened, Wayno got cut out. So Wayno made a tweet about how no, uh, hold on a second. <laughs> Nobody wants to have the convo about managers getting dirty, done dirty out of deals with y'all favorite artists, but
1: y'all keep praising these artists. Carry on. That was Yo, his tweet. I got dumped. Like I'm a little. So I got. I got dumped as a, as a manager recently. And I agree though. Like I agree, but I, at the same time, I feel like it might be just the. The inevitability and the fate of a manager is to get cut.
0: Right. And and for me, like even in the bit of management that I do, I would say that like I that's exactly why I keep my my uh, investments diverse, for lack of better words. Gotcha. So I don't depend on any one thing to bring me everything. You can't. And
1: you can. fortunately,
0: unfortunately, sometimes the people around me understand, don't understand, but they
1: got to deal with it. But no, that's the the game that we play is definitely it's a quantity game. It's a quantity and quality game. I can't okay, just think let's just let's just do the simple math. If as a manager I get ten percent of whatever an artist does, that means I have to work ten times as hard as an artist doing what I do for an artist.
0: To meet for me for it to equal to, yeah, to hundred.
1: Exactly. I have to do ten times as much. So it makes sense to me why wouldn't I have ten clients? Right. Artists don't understand that.
0: Why you can't just concentrate on me?
1: I, because you're not gonna keep me forever. Like I know, I know this before I started you're out. You're going to outgrow like, me. It's like dating a girl in college. I we we know. Come on now, come on now. It's a it's a one in two hundred million chance that we are gonna end up together for real for real. It's freshman year, baby it, it girl. Feel good now. It's freshman year, baby girl. I just took it off for the first time. Okay, come on now. It ain't.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: But yeah. But yeah, anyway, man, we uh we're running out of episode now. Let's get to the tools of the trade, baby.
0: The tools of the trade.
1: Tools of the trade. This is our chance that we reflect uh throughout our weeks and our time and we come up with a philosophical, literal, physical, metaphysical, partial, impartial tool, uh to help us cope with some of the stresses or the ups or downs or some of the things that or something that helps us boost us up to the next level. What's your tool of the trade this week, Tom Tom?
0: Resilience.
1: Oh boy.
0: Like I said, I almost lost something, mm-hmm. and if I didn't fight for it, I wouldn't have kept it. Mm. So, resilience is my tool of the trade today.
1: Get a people your uh, your social medias and whatnot.
0: Uh, that's Thomas the Great on IG, Tommy Pickles, P-I-C-K-L-Z on Twitter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, follow Trezzo Beach, follow Urbane. Urbane has a page? No, no, nah, no, not yet. We're there. Well, It's getting there, it's getting there.
1: You're right, 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 right.
0: The rollouts happening. Follow OTS Pod.
1: <laughs> OTS Pod, baby.
0: Follow, follow full service radio. Full service. Follow the line hotel. <laughs> that's how that's how we're supposed
1: that's to how take That's you got you right. You're right. My tool to trade this week, uh is coercion. Coercion? Yeah.
0: Why why is that? that? It's coercion.
1: I have I have uh started a new venture of selling physical products. Okay. And Oftentimes, you got to turn that, eh, or that no into a, yeah. Right. And so, not that coercion, Alexia. Jesus. <laughs> Something like, I'm thinking, respect your co- coercion as, a rel- as it pertains to business. Being thorough and resilient enough to the point that you just made to stick to your project, to your product, be confident in your product, and then sell your product. And convert some of these these maybes into straight up yeses. There you go. I love it though. Um, as always, you can follow us on OTS Pod or all social media uh, platforms. I think Tom Towns already said that. I Until did. next week, keep picking up these gems that we dropping, and we'll see y'all on the Flippity Flip. The Flippity Flip. Peace. 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 Peace.